0: Hello. Hi. And welcome to Stats Will Roll, the podcast that will randomly generate all your characters so that you don't have to. My name is Abby, better known as D8BitGaming on Twitter.
1: And I am Alex, better known as Mr. Puddins. And you probably know us from a little stream known as Chromatic Chimera. And uh we do Dungeons and Dragons and RPG stuff over there, right?
0: Yeah, check us out on Twitch and on Twitter. We're pretty cool. If you came here from our Twitch or Twitter,
1: thank you. Thank you. Um or maybe you came here because you saw my lovely face over at Dice Priory recently and I did give a statue roll a little
0: shout out, shout out. Yeah, uh shout out Dice Priory fans.
1: Ayo, Ayo.
0: Uh, so, today is kind of a special episode. Uh, we're kind of making up for the fact that we missed last week. We weren't able to uh, release a podcast last week. So, we're making up for it a little bit. And we actually let Twitter decide what we were going to make today.
1: I don't know if that was a good decision or a bad decision. It
0: did kind of sneak a look at it. And <laughs> it's going to be absolutely ridiculous. So I, I did a bunch, like, I did a series of Twitter polls to decide our alignment, our race, our class, and our backgrounds. Whereas, you know, as normally, we would be generating this using our random character generator. Yes. Um, we probably still will, will use that just to get our stats. Uh,
1: sure, but, I mean... Do I still do this drum roll where, you know, usually we're like, today we will be making a... (gasps) But, like, we don't have that today.
0: I mean, did you look at him?
1: I maybe snuck a peek.
0: Oh, no. We know what it is.
1: I snuck a peek. I may have also voted because I was very partial to what was winning already. Hey! (laughs) So, what are we going to be making today?
0: So, according to Twitter, today we are making a chaotic good half orc sorcerer Ooh. with a sailor background
2: Ding ding.
1: <laughs>
0: and according to our our character generator our stats will be
1: they, they didn't roll them yes it did no i didn't see him yes it did it didn't change
0: you're just saying that because these are bad stats
1: they're very garbage
0: oh my god i can't believe you just did them. he just re-rolled our stats they we were, were a che- che-
1: they were god they were unplayable
0: Okay, they were bad stats, but they weren't unplayable. So, Gabbage. with the Alex approved stats, we now have a 16, two 15s, a 14, a 13, and an 11.
1: Well, I'm just saying, this is what Twitter wanted. We should give the people what they want, which is a good character.
0: Okay, all right. <laughs> so, without further ado, let's talk a bit about our orc sorcerer. Yes. orc sorcerer.
1: The sorcerer, um. if you will. Ah,
0: I've been trying very hard not to look at this Twitter poll or think about it today because when I came to the table, I wanted it to be fresh. I didn't want to have any ideas.
1: I mean, I just snuck the peek, but then I kind of forgot about it.
0: So uh, we're still going to try to make this fresh. We haven't been thinking about this all day. We At least we've been trying very hard not to. I mean,
1: I took a nap. Does that count?
0: That I mean, you might have dreamed about it. That can be cheating.
1: No, I think I dreamed about your cats.
0: That's fair. So uh, half orcs... Um, I'm very excited because we haven't made a half-orc yet.
1: No, and they're, like, probably the most humanoid thing we've made besides the gnome.
0: We made a dwarf.
1: And the dwarf.
0: Yeah. If so, it, if
1: you had an, a half-orc that was part orc, part dwarf, would it be a dork?
0: Whoa. Wait, what if you had, like, a half-halfling, half-tiefling? Would it be a tiefling or a halfling? Wait, or, a, would it be a tiefling or a... A yeah. tiefling? No. Tiefling or a halfling? It would it would still be a tiefling or a halfling. <laughs>
1: But it was a joke. It was a pun.
0: I know, so was mine. Because, <laughs> you know, half-ling, teeth-ling, they both end with-ling. Um, that was bad. No, seriously. You can't make a half-halfling, half tiefling because it would just be really annoying to say.
1: <clears throat> so, I've always been pretty partial to half-orcs since my very beginnings in the hobby, when they first introduced the idea of playing a half-orc and uh-huh. 2E. I was- well, I've always been a fan of them. I've always been a fan of orcs. Maybe it's because of playing Warcraft. I never viewed... I didn't like viewing them as, like, always evil, bumbling savages. I liked viewing them more as, like, you know, these are their own people. They have their own culture and their own lives and everything else that they worry about just like any other, like, elves, dwarves, humans, you name it. So
0: It's very much like comparing apples to oranges. It's It's like... You know, when the Europeans first came over to the Americas, they saw the natives there as, you know, barbarians, as savages and everything, but they just didn't understand their way of life. They just did things differently.
1: Yeah, and I like, that inter- I like the interpretation of, uh, I call it the Warcraft interpretation of orcs, uh-huh. where it's like, they're not all evil, they're just a group of people just yeah. like any other race, with their good eggs and bad eggs. And half orcs just make it really interesting. Um, the I mean, we have half-elves. Uh, there's a bunch of other half-races. No half-dwarves officially in 5e, though we've seen them in other settings before.
0: Would they just be, like, short, hairy humans? Like, just slightly shorter, but a lot hairier?
1: And according to Dark Sun, no. No? They were actually hairless. What? Due to their hybridism. What? And they were super bulky people. They were they were like about it maybe taller than the average person and super bulky. They were called mules. I
0: don't know how Mules know this. or
1: mules because uh, in that setting they were bre- uh, people bred them for the specific reasons of slavery and gladiatorial combat.
0: I don't like this. Let's move on. <laughs> not a fan.
1: I'm a fan of them and I wish they would bring them back so we could actually have half dwarves in our DD. Anyway, circling back to orcs, half orcs. Uh, so, it, according to the book, they go by that interpretation of orcs that I don't care for. hmm So. So. So, I'm I'm going to try and maybe just, if we work our way outside of that, don't be mad, but it'll still try and remain a little setting agnostic, even though Forgotten Realms is like, all orcs are bad.
0: But, not everyone needs to be bad, because we have a chaotic good or half orc.
1: Yeah, so we can, um, so, I mean, the, the lore in the book is kind of like, oh, well, you know, it's a person and an orc baby, very obviously. What? And they, No word. They often live, let's see, uh, they are said they have grayish pigmentation, sloped foreheads, jutting jaws, prominent teeth, uh, makes their orcish heritage plain for all of us to see. They stay between five and seven feet, and they weigh a lot. Uh, usually around human weight, actually.
0: That's kind of weird, considering how tall they are.
1: Yeah, and if you go with the, your orcs are a martial people, so, like, half-orcs might have, like, some of that with them. Uh, it's like, according where this says, you know, orcs regard battle scars as tokens of pride and ornamental scars as things of beauty. Other scars, though, mark an orc or half-orc as former slave or a disgraced exile. Um, so if your half-orc grew up with orcs, orcs, they might have scars, especially if you have in the setting you're playing in, the very martial type of orcs.
0: Mm -hmm. But it also says that half-orcs are more likely to be accepted by humans. mm -hmm. So it's not uncommon to find them in human settlements as well, living amongst their race.
1: Yeah, um, at least in uh, my setting, for Steam Spell, orcs are actually a very, uh, they're one of the most successful trade empires and trade civilizations. Half orcs are often employed by them to serve as ambassadors to human communities to give humans something a little more familiar to work with. And half orcs are often respected for being having that orc prowess with weapons and mm-hmm. combat.
0: Okay. So what do we get? What what makes us special as an orc? We get some ability score increases. Our strength increases by two, and our constitution increases by one.
1: Uh, the constitution by one is going to be a little helpful for sorcerer. Yeah. Strength. Unless you're really worried about encumbrance rules and stuff, not as much. Yeah,
0: we're really probably not going to use that strength. We'll probably end up using strength as the dump stat anyway. So that plus two isn't going to get us much anywhere as a sorcerer, but that constitution bonus is nice. But uh, our alignment, half works and tarot, a tendency towards chaos from their orc parents. So we do have that chaotic aspect. We have chaotic good, so we're. We're in line with that.
1: But according to this, they're not strongly inclined toward good.
0: But ours is.
1: Because this is stats will roll.
0: Ours is because the stats will roll and we like good people. Yeah. We like good people here.
1: Uh, and just like most other races in 5e, half orcs have dark vision. Whoa. From their orcish blood. You're also going to get proficiency intimidation and considering that's a charisma skill. It's going to be helpful because that's a free skill proficiency. And uh, sorcerers can often take on a party face type role in mm-hmm. situations, especially when you don't have a character like a bard or other high charisma characters, such as a paladin, present to kind of take the helm and speak on the party's behalf.
0: So yeah, we're going to put basically everything we can into that so, into that charisma for the sorcerer. Uh, And it is nice to get that intimidation. I mean, as a half work with this kind of, you know, burly build, with this uh, free proficiency and intimidation, we're probably not going to be like the nice charisma based person, mm-hmm. like, we can still be good, but just not be very nice. I
1: mean, I can imagine life on the high seas, you know, you don't interact with a lot of people, and you're you, uh, when staring down the barrel of, say, the musket of a pirate or imperial navy naval officer, being nice isn't getting you out of those situations.
0: Now, Alex, you have played a high charisma, not nice character before, correct? Yes,
1: I have played, I played a bard, paladin, multi-class that instead of focusing on being nicey-nice, they were a very unpleasant person to be around, but uh, they could enforce their will on others through their forced personality, right? Where uh, the DM of that game even agreed with me when we both, you know, you'd say something to the party be like, oh my God, it's like, well, high charisma doesn't mean I'm a nice person. High charisma just means I have a very... Um, I have a certain personality that people that I can just get people to listen to me be inspired by me what have you this bard his inspiration is yelling death threats at his teammates
0: I mean that works
1: yeah I mean uh, very much styled off of uh, commissars from 40k uh, and I know we're not playing bards but it's kind of like you can take that high charisma score and you can make it a little more interesting than just oh hey there I am wink charming. <laughs> There's a lot of ways you can handle the high charisma, and we'll probably get into more of that as we talk about playing the half-orc sorcerer.
0: Yeah, and, and I mean, I, I'm sure we've all met people in real life who, like, we, we weren't felt, like, drawn to them through their niceness, we weren't drawn to them from their, from their compassion or anything, but despite what our feelings may have been about this person, we still found them influential. You know?
1: uh, yeah, it's the classic trope of the grumpy drill, the drill sergeant, mm-hmm. the classic trope of the full metal jacket, um, the, the drill sergeant who's able to basically take these nobody guys and turn them into, small well, soldiers
0: very true but um, I mean I'm just talking about like even in our regular every
1: day-to-day life oh no, yeah totally I agree or like or even like a high charisma could be like you're sitting down mm-hmm. at the bar or whatever you look across you see this mean mug and looking looking person and no one messes, just messes with them no one gives them a hard time no one questions what they're doing because they have a high force sense of personality about them. They have an aura about them. Though it might not be they are a people person or someone that everyone wants to talk to or can charm their way. But they've got that, they still got the same force of personality. Uh, and then I feel like that's how, like, a high charisma orcish type person might be. Mm-hmm. Instead of being nice orcs, if you have your martial orcs that, you know, push and shove to get ahead, there's... St- they're gonna. That's like the war chief, you know, the one who's kind of, the one leading them into these raids and whatnot. It's mm-hmm. not gonna be the flowery orcs. If you have these orcs that have that traditional orcish take on them, they're not going to respect flowery language and Shakespearean verses. They're gonna respect and you know, mean mugs and get to work, you maggot. You know, stuff like that.
0: Mm-hmm. So, is there anything else that we get really as an orc?
1: Yes, there's a
0: few things. Okay. Um,
1: Relentless endurance is really cool. It is kind of what sells playing a half orc. Um, basically, if you get knocked down to zero but are not killed outright, you drop to one hit point instead.
0: Oh, that's nice, especially as a squishy sorcerer.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. And then uh, we get savage attacks. Uh, unfortunately, it's when you score a critical hit with a melee weapon, you can roll one of. You get to basically roll an additional weapon die. Okay. With the uh, so. Looking at a half-orc, you can totally tell this is meant to be a bashum melee, beats-the-crap-out-of-everybody type character. Oh, yeah. So, but, this is Stats Will Roll.
0: This is Stats Will Roll, and Twitter has given us a challenge. We have accepted. We are going to build this half-orc sorcerer.
1: So, um, other than, um, there's no sub-races for half-orcs, so <laughs> they're all kind of just, I guess, half-orcs. Yeah, I guess so. So let's talk about playing a sorcerer. I think we we recently made a sorcerer.
0: We have made a sorcerer. Oh god. It was was it Frostwing and Jerry that we yeah, did that? So it was it actually last episode we did a sorcerer and here we are with another sorcerer.
1: So uh, if you uh, if you really want to talk about the different types of sorcerers, I think we discussed them in that episode.
0: I mean, just to refresh my own memory, okay. I would like to kind of just briefly go over them so I know what we're doing.
1: Alright, so, unlike um, uh, the wizard, you're a caster. Unlike yeah. the wizard, is your casting stat.
0: And you were born with it.
1: Yes, maybe she's born with I've already made that joke. You've
0: already made that joke. <laughs> but as a sorcerer, you're born with it, which means you're really gonna tick off the wizard who had to study really hard. <laughs>
1: Uh, Either you were born with it, or magical. uh, Some event in your life caused you to obtain these magical powers. So you you didn't learn this. You didn't go out and study. You just kind of either started shooting fire from your hands or you maybe uh maybe the local mage tower went chernobyl and just released a bunch of magical energy everywhere and you were caught in that there's a lot of way there's different ways we can flavor how our sorcerer will get their powers Mm -hmm. Uh, we have the origins which uh, basically it's your quote unquote subclasses we have divine soul draconic bloodline shadow magic storm sorcery and wild magic
0: now we went draconic bloodline for the last one. Yes,
1: frost wings. Uh,
0: frost wings. Uh, mama was a, drag. a dragon. <laughs> was
1: a polymorph dragon,
0: which was great.
1: <laughs> it was very good. It was very good. Um,
0: now I would say, obviously, I want to stay away from that one because we just did that yeah. one, and I think I should. We should also stay away from divine soul. I don't think it would fit very well with this character.
1: Uh you could make it work, but I kind of when, when I saw we were doing a half work uh sorcerer sailor the sailor was the thing that kind of stuck in my mind okay and i thought storm sorcery Ooh. would fit the whole sailor if you uh i don't know i have uh, just so we're all aware and on the same page here because i know abby knows but the audience doesn't know for some reason i've been on a pirate kick lately maybe it's ghost of salt marsh i don't know i've been enjoying revisiting pirate stuff
0: Pirate stuff's always fun.
1: Pirate stuff's always cool.
0: Now you want to make me play Curse of Monkey Island again.
1: I love that. If I run a pirate D&D game, it is basically just going to be based off of Curse of uh, Monkey Island and Donkey Kong Country 2. I want
0: to play.
1: Yes, uh, Curse of Booty Island. Curse
0: of Booty Island. Eventually
1: coming to Chromatic Chimera. Oh, Uh, yes. But I have Spyhander first.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So... A uh, storm sorcery. Your innate magic comes from the power of elemental air. Ooh, many with this power can trace their magic back to a near-death experience caused by the Great Rain.
1: Great Rain.
0: Or perhaps you were born during a howling gale so powerful that folk still tell stories of it. So, oh. Or
1: your lineage might be include the influence of potent air creatures such as the djinn. Whatever the call, whatever the case. The magic of the storm permeates your being.
0: So, I'm kind of thinking, since we're going to play into that sailor background, what if they didn't always have this magic, Okay. but they were out at sea, and this just enormous storm, like, struck their boat. Okay. They... They... Sailed into this huge storm and the boat was just torn apart. And maybe, maybe they were the only survivor, you okay. know. And because they survived this giant, potentially magical storm, they were gifted
1: these powers. Okay, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Uh, and then, like, because we're playing this, this whole, we're leaning into the ship thing, the second, yeah. the second little paragraph says, Storm Sorcerers are invaluable, invaluable members of a ship's crew. Their magic allows them to exert control over wind and weather in their immediate area. Their abilities also prove useful in repelling attacks by Sahuagin, pirates, and other waterborne threats. Oh. So it's kind of like, kind of worked out for us. Thanks. Thanks, folks, on Twitter.
0: Thank you, Twitter friends.
1: So, let's talk about some of these ben- I've never played a Storm Sorcerer, to be completely honest. I think I've played Draconic Bloodline and Wild Magic, and that's about it.
0: Yeah, and I've only really ever played, I think, Divine Soul.
1: You played Divine Soul, and you spent most of the one-shot running away.
0: I did spend most of it running away, because I was very squishy.
1: It was also, you were level one, so I understand.
0: Yeah, it was <laughs> terrifying.
1: Um. So... We uh, wind speaker. the arcane magic you command is infused with Elemental Air. You can speak, read, and write primordial, knowing oh. this language allows you to understand and be understood by those who speak its dialects, Aquin, Orin, Ignin, and Terran. So we just get that from just having this at level 1.
0: That's awesome.
1: So also at level 1, you can use a bonus action to, on your turn to cause whirling gusts of Elemental Air to briefly surround you immediately before or after you cast a spell of first level or higher. It allows you to fly up to 10 feet without provoking opportunity. It's
0: oh, I like this.
1: Ooh, escaping.
0: <laughs> escaping. I, I don't know how long that lasts, though.
1: Uh, It's before or after you cast a spell.
0: Yeah, but how long does it last? How long are you just up in the air?
1: Immediately before or after. So you can do it before and blow yourself back. Or after, blow yourself back or forward.
0: But it says fly up to 10 feet without provoking opportunity Tim.
1: Yeah, before or after you cast your spell.
0: Okay, but is that just 10 feet up in the air? You're just hovering? Like, how long do you up hover? Up to.
1: No, it's fly up to 10 feet.
0: Yes, you're flying in the air. How long does your flying last?
1: For that 10 feet.
0: You can't just sit 10 feet up in the air?
1: No. Why
0: not? They should have written this better.
1: There's some stuff in 5e that I feel like could have been written better, and this is definitely one of them.
0: Ugh. All right. So you get to move 10 feet.
1: Well, you fly. You You do fly. You
0: fly the 10 feet in one direction that isn't straight up in the air.
1: You can go straight up in the air if you want. Uh, But you
0: just come back down. I would like to hover, thank you.
1: Talk to your GM about it. Ugh. (laughs) All right. At 6th level, we get Heart of the Storm. Uh, You gain resistance to lightning and thunder damage. Of course, that makes sense. In addition, whenever you start casting a spell first level or higher that deals lightning or thunder damage, stormy magic erupts from you. Ah! Uh, This causes creatures of your choice that you can see within 10 feet of you to take lightning or thunder damage.
0: Ooh, I like this.
1: Equal to half your sorcerer level.
0: Oh, I like this because no friendly fire.
1: No friendly fire, and also it just happens. There's no check. It's just, you just say, hey, you take half of my sorcerer level.
0: Which obviously gets better as you get higher level. Well,
1: yes. So at 6th level when you get it, if you go to cast a spell, you can be like, and it has to um, it has to deal thunder or lightning damage. Let's say I cast Thunder Wave. Mm-hmm. Pff, oh, hey, Pff, you all take three. Yeah. Like It's kind of cool. It's kind of nice to have uh, being able to deal that kind of damage. Also at 6th level, you gain the ability to subtly control the weather around you. If it is raining, you can use an action to cause the rain to stop falling in a 20-foot radius centered on you. Um, if it is windy, you can cause use a bonus action each round to choose the direction that the wind is blowing in a 100-foot radius. The wind nice. blows in that direction until the end of your next turn. It doesn't alter the speed of the wind. No. Of course, it gets super specific about this, but oh, not the other yeah. one. Super right?
0: specific about the speed of the wind here. Uh, at 14th level, you get Storm's Fury, which means when you're hit by a melee attack, you can use your re- reaction to deal lightning damage to the attacker, which is really nice, and that damage is equal to your Sorcerer level. So as you get higher level, this gets way better. The attacker has to make a saving, uh, a strength saving throw against your spell safety seed, but on a failed save, they do get pushed 20 feet away from you.
1: Oh, 20 feet's actually pretty... That's pretty... Solid. You can actually put a uh, distance between you and a foe with 20 feet. Oh, yeah. Usually 10 feet, I'm like, okay, but they can just close the distance. Yeah, they can
0: just come right back.
1: But 20, that's actually, like, if you move your full movement back, you put yourself at a dash. Mm -hmm. So that's good.
0: And then, uh, finally, at 18th level, you gain immunity to lightning and thunder damage. Just complete immunity, not resistance.
1: Bring it on, blue dragons. (laughs) Bring it on.
0: You also gain a magical flying speed of 60 feet. That's awesome uh as an action you can reduce your flying speed to 30 feet for one hour and choose a number of creatures within 30 feet of you equal to three plus your charisma modifier the chosen creatures also gain a magical flying speed of 30 feet for one hour so you can just be like all right friends
1: let's all fly
0: think of happy thoughts
1: oh jeez.
0: just faith trust and a little bit of magical storm power So I actually do really like this.
1: It does get, like, as it goes up, it's just kind of like it starts to become less of like, oh, yeah, I have some magic storm powers. Yeah. Or like, I am motherfudging Storm from the X-Men. Abby won't let me swear on the podcast.
0: No, we are a family-friendly show, as much as what we try to be. Uh, and then that brings us to the sailor background. I don't remember. Have we used this one before? No. We have not. Awesome. Uh, I have used this personally. I or- have, too. Yeah, well, I have used this personally. I did play a swashbuckling rogue uh, in a campaign recently. Obviously, what goes better with a swashbuckling rogue than a sailor background?
1: I'm pretty sure Blossom has a sailor background, too.
0: Yeah, Blossom from Agora's Bells. Wait, that doesn't make any sense. She hates water.
1: Wait, she might... I don't know what her background is. It makes sense with the swashbuckler.
0: It does make sense with the swashbuckler, but if Blossom took it, I will be very confused because canonically her character hates water
1: so let's talk um so being a sailor you can eat there's an alternate background for sailor as well you can take pirate it's pirate
0: but i do like sailor because uh part of it one of your features is ship's passage so when you need to you can get free passage on a sailing ship whenever you need with all your companions
1: can we talk about how no one remembers their background feature and to use it like ever
0: I've never had to use my background feature before. I don't think. I, I think maybe a couple times I've had to, but in Steam Spell, my background as a folk hero, I believe, gets me like free lodging anywhere.
1: With the common people, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I really haven't had to use that because we all just want to stay at an inn. And I feel like if I said, I'm going to go sleep in this stranger's house, everyone would freak out.
1: <laughs> um, That's fair. But I just, I think it's funny, like, because, like, you do get this really cool feature from your background and people yeah. forget to use it all the time. I, am, I forget to use mine all the time. And, like, of all of them, I always remember Ship's Passage because someone will be like, well, that's going to be, like... 50 gold pieces, and my my sailor's like, the Sorcerer's like, excuse me. Um, um. Uh, no.
0: Actually, (laughs) I am also a sailor, which means get me on that ship for free.
1: Um, so we're going to get some free proficiencies in navigator tools, vehicles, water, athletics, and perception. And then we get a free little club. I mean, other than that, that's basically being a sailor. Unless, and then you can go with the pirate background. I don't know what exactly it changes.
0: Um, it gives you a different feature. So it takes away ship's passage. So you're not able to get free passage on any ship. Right. Uh, but you get the feature of bad reputation. Uh, so no matter where you go, people are afraid of you due to your reputation
1: oh yeah yeah you can be it, ca-
0: yeah, you can you can get away with like minor criminal offenses and you know such as you know, maybe not paying for food at the tavern
1: you can be a jerk and get away with it
0: yeah but we have a chaotic good one so i'm not gonna go with this okay. i'm not gonna go pirate we're gonna stay sailor are we now we are going to stay sailor i
1: was gonna say maybe since we talked about monkey island we could take the guy brush approach
0: well, he. I think. I think Guybrush would qualify more as a sailor than a pirate yeah, he because he does not
1: have a bad reputation. No,
0: um, Guybrush. Guybrush Threepwood from the Monkey Island games is uh, just a lovable goofball and yeah. is very bad at being bad.
1: He's kind of a really bad pirate too. He is,
0: but we love him.
1: So Guybrush Threepwood.
0: Guybrush Threepwood, mighty pirate. If you haven't played Monkey Island, I recommend it highly. Any of them. Any of them. All of them, oh, except maybe what?
1: Three. Three. The, the one with the weird art style.
0: Yeah, I've been told that three is very bad. I thought you played it. No, I played one and two.
1: Oh.
0: Unless there was a four. No, I must... Was there a four? Oh. I played a lot of them, but there was one that I didn't play because I heard it was very, very bad. But play the first one, definitely. Definitely the first one.
1: So let's talk about our character's story here, the narrative. Since so, we're kind of leaning into that anyway, with the guybrush three foot nonsense,
0: uh, I don't know if he's a guybrush three foot or they. I don't know if they are a guybrush three foot type because uh, I don't know. He he wasn't a sorcerer. Guybrush Threepwood was not a sorcerer.
1: I mean, but you could take. This, what's kind of cool with the classes and whatnot yeah. is you can kind of just take what it is yeah. and slap it onto something. I've got a sorcerer, and I want them to be like a pirate or sailor type, or yeah. the nautical theme. Just pff, slap a coat of uh, imperial navy paint on them, and oh look, they're a member of the navy, yeah. and they also use magic bullets. Like it would kind of make, and it makes sense that you'd have a storm sorcerer hanging out on the boat, mm-hmm. kind of like what the book said.
0: So do we just want them to be maybe just very bad at being a pirate then?
1: Either that or they're just a really bad, like, we could even go with, like, the posh naval officer type, right? We
0: could. We could. I,
1: I think it's always fun to kind of reverse, like, I was talking with our good friend Chris from Chromatic Chimera the other day, and mm-hmm. we're both kind of talking about how, go and Google Half-Orc. They all look the same in, like, Google images. They all yeah. look the same. So I think it's kind of fun if we took, like, the Half-Orc, turned it on its head gave him like that posh nautical, you know, Captain Crunch jacket. (laughs) I could be
0: into that. I could be into that. So so how do we want his story to go? What's his background?
1: Well their background What's his backstory? The backstory? Okay. So you kinda had an idea of that they were a member of a ship. Could be a pirate ship, could be a naval ship. Mm Mm-hmm. Could be a legitimate operation it doesn't even matter mm-hmm. uh they could be a bumbling s- sailor they're bad at it who knows like maybe they were born into it maybe it was the only job maybe they were pressed in the service because they're a half orc
0: oh maybe oh you know this is kind of going back on my my previous idea of they got their powers from being shipwrecked but maybe they were recruited onto the ship because of their storm powers
1: we could do that too
0: either one i would be very happy with either
1: I mean, so if we go with the shipwreck powers they are on the ship, then, you know, they, they they like their crew and whatnot. And then that storm happens and then they're the only survivor wash up on shore in what X town the adventure begins in. And you can even have them have their powers. If you're starting at level one or yeah. whatever, even like, I'd say this could work up to like level three.
0: Yeah.
1: They just, they wash up on the shore. Of they're the just
0: scene. learning their powers.
1: When they meet the party.
0: <gasps> Whoa, I like that. I mean, it's a sad story, but I do like and, that.
1: But it, it's really cool because oftentimes we meet, we have our characters meet when they're kind of already well into becoming adventurers or uh-huh. their story, their backstory is already well on its way of being backstory. Yeah. Where it's kind of like this backstory could have happened a day before the adventure started.
0: Ooh, I like this. All right. So, yeah, we're going to go with the shipwrecked one. So they started out, like maybe they, how did they start out? How did they get their job as a sailor?
1: Well, there's a few ways you can get a job as a sailor. You yeah. can either sign up to do it. Uh-huh. Maybe their father, mother, or a relative was a member of the Navy.
0: Uh-huh. Or
1: they were pressed in the service, basically forced mm-hmm. into working on the ship. Uh, so any of those kind of work, especially with uh, our character here. we Our character is very much a clean slate, which is really good for those who want to use this concept.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. So you start working on the ship. You get a few years in. Maybe you work your way up the ranks. Maybe you start off as kind of like, ah, you scurvy dog. Ah, you scurvy dog. Maybe you start off, you know, working in the bilge.
1: Whatever. Poop, swabbing the poop deck. Swabbing
0: the poop deck. <laughs> and eventually you work your way up to maybe, you know, do a rig in the sails. Or boat swing. Yeah.
1: Um, or maybe you're even like in the barrel, you become barrelman.
0: Yeah. I think it would be very good for this character to maybe have started low and worked their way up. Okay. So they, they have maybe they've learned this charism this Uh, force of personality kind of along the way. From the captain. From the captain. Uh, Maybe they've gotten up to such a spot where they were in charge of some of the other sailors.
1: Okay. So like a boat swaying. or... Something like that.
0: So, what they were able to, to use this intimidation that they're so good at, and like they got very good okay. at it.
1: So, boatswain wouldn't make sense because a boatswain's job was a lot of like making sure people were doing, you know, like directing people, like, uh-huh. do this, you do that, you do this.
0: Okay. So yeah, we, they, they get up to this level of boat swing and then their ship is just, they, they go into the storm that they just didn't see coming, and there was no way to turn away from it with how they were going, with the momentum that was going on. So they get sucked into this storm, mm-hmm. and it just ravages the entire ship. It's all torn apart, and our half-orc washes up on shore in a barrel.
1: Yeah, that, that's Perfect in their naval officer. Yeah, it's know. all
0: torn to shreds, you know.
1: And uh, you know, if your DM's really cool or you wanna give you wanna help give your DMs a few more hooks, you could have that storm not caused from like nature specifically. Maybe there was a gin yeah. or a Levi there's a Leviathan in Morden Canaan's Tone with Foes. Mm-hmm. Don't quote me on that one. But they're something, maybe even like a, maybe like this super weird dragon turtle that like commands the storm, give them a little something, and maybe they, and then maybe also for other hooks, like, what's inspiring them is they want to go and find the rest, maybe other members of their crew who could have washed the shore somewhere else, because- uh-huh. I imagine, as you said, I really like the fact that you were saying like they worked their way up because that meant they spent a lot of time on this boat. They weren't Uh just on the boat for a day, which means they built relationships, made friends and what have you on this ship. That captain could be like their best friend or the captain was the person who always believed in them.
0: Yeah, like, the captain could have been a mentor. Uh,
1: We we really like our mentor figures. You know
0: what? Mentors are so important in-game and in real life. If you do not have a mentor, if you don't have someone that you see as a mentor in your real life, I highly recommend talking to someone that you find as an influential person and asking them to be your mentor.
1: And I think the reason you and I really like these mentor figures, these characters in the person's background, and we've discussed this in previous episodes, is... Mm -hmm. When you have a character, their parents are dead, everyone they know is dead, they, there's nothing really to root them. Yeah. There's nothing, there, you, you don't have any hooks, right? Well, I mean, you could, you could have, like, the person who killed the parents or what have you. But having that character who has, like, the captain or members of their, even just members of their crew that they feel like they're responsible for, that gives them someone, you know, something to root them in the setting, and it gives them someone to care about. And it gives your and it does. It gives the GM a lot of ways they can take that backstory and incorporate it. Because I often see people, my GM doesn't incorporate my backstory. Well, they need to have something to incorporate. Mhm. Uh-huh.
0: Like if you show up and you're like, oh yeah, I'm an orphan. I don't have anybody I love. Everyone is dead. Nothing. I don't have anything. I'm just here. That that's very hard to work with it doesn't mean that your story doesn't matter it doesn't mean that your story's not valid but it's just very difficult to you know work into the overall narrative
1: yeah like even in steam spell you have cat and her driving motivation for her character is her sister i need to save my sister she could be dead but this is why i'm doing what i'm doing mm-hmm. and i feel like with our sorcerer this is a really good reason for them to be going out adventuring. Is I want to find if there's anyone else from my crew. Um, you could even have pirates from their background show up. You know, scurvy dogs that gave them a hard time, and then eventually even whoever caused them or whatever entity caused this storm.
0: Ooh. That'd be very cool. I do like the idea of this not being a normal storm. I do really. I I think it makes the most sense for this to be a magical storm, just because that's how they get their magic powers. Yeah,
1: I I think I've used a similar concept when I was. uh, I used to make character builds. I should make a new one soon. Uh, I would provide examples of ways to kind of like what we're doing here. Yeah. And. I was, it was a uh, multi-class between a paladin and a sorcerer, and I was kind of going through all the different sorcerer, the, the the origins,
0: Okay.
1: and for the storm one, I was like, oh yeah, maybe you're on a ship, and it, you, you can call it magic storm, and then you wake up with powers, and I think it's really cool that we can, like, instead of like, oh yeah, I already had my magic powers, like, the sorcerer, oh my gosh, I yeah. just blasted a bear, like, I just blasted someone with magic missiles.
0: Now, I do have a question about half-orcs. Do half-orcs just automatically get proficiency with weapons? No. No? No. Or armor or anything? No. Really?
1: No, you're thinking of dwarves.
0: Oh, I am thinking of dwarves, but I kind of thought that half-orcs would do this too. Because I think it would be really funny if they discovered their powers kind of as they were going along, and they go to like pull out their rapier and defend, and instead of like... They they get it gets like knocked out of their hand or something, mm-hmm. and they're just like ah, and they hold their hands out and just magic.
1: So um, I mean, as a sorcerer, uh, uh,
0: we're not gonna get proficiency in like anything.
1: We could use yeah, no, not really. There you could take feats and stuff or multi class to get weapon proficiency. Yeah, but we don't. want it. Yeah. So
0: it would still be humorous. I think you can still like use a weapon. You just can't use it as well. So, I mean, if you kind of, if in the first few sessions, you're like, ah, my rapier is less useful useful than just, like, holding out my hands and screaming, (laughs) then eventually they're just going to ditch the rapier and just hold out their hands and scream.
1: Yeah, and I really enjoy that character who comes into their class, instead of just being like, I am this class, they come into it. They, They become it over time, and I think that's really cool with this backstory, is that we can just say, you washed up shore yesterday.
0: And it makes a lot of sense if you're going to start your campaign at first level. Because oh, yeah. at first level, you shouldn't have characters that are like, oh, I was a mighty hero. I am already accomplished so much. Like, no, you have like three HP.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. And plus, then they're going to they're, they're be penniless. Uh-huh. They're not going to have anything or no. anyone. It would make sense that they're going to have to go find work.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, I so I really, really like this. Now, to kind of wrap things up, what are we going to name our half-orc sorcerer sailor? I feel like he definitely, or he or she, or they, or whatever they are, I feel like they very much need, like, a boat nickname. They need, like, a sailor name, you know?
1: Yeah, I'm over here, like, trying to Google pirates.
0: Did someone say fantasynamegenerator.com?
1: Let's see. Uh... Ch-ch-ch-ch.
0: Big shout-out to uh, FantasyNameGenerators.com.
1: I was thinking maybe they get, like, the well, Ironclad would fit fighter better, because Ironclads were a type of steam ship.
0: Okay. Uh, okay, FantasyNameGenerators.com shout-out is giving us things like uh, Lind, Cabin Boy, Landon, Cedric, Iron Chest, Seifer, Bailey, Helbatross Kid. You know, I kind of like that. Bailey can be a girl's name or a boy's name.
1: And I I like albatross. It's like a seabird.
0: Yeah. And we will eventually get to fly, so it makes sense.
1: Ayo. Ayo.
0: So Bailey Albatross Kid, is that what we're going to go with?
1: Sure, why not? We'll
0: call them the albatross. I like it. And uh, with that, I want to say this character's rolled.
1: You thought you could beat us, Twitter. We bested you. We
0: accepted your challenge. If you want to see more characters like this where we listen to what you want us to make, please let us know. Send us anything on Twitter. We also have an email now. Stats will roll as one word at gmail.com.
1: Yeah, so if there's a, let's say, or maybe you're stumped on your character or what you want to do or you need NPCs, uh, bad guys that you need to run, NPCs like that. Or even like, let's say you've got your character and you're established and you're kind of like, where do I go with this? Shoot us an email. And and then we can talk about it here on a podcast for y'all and maybe help get your brain flowing.
0: Yeah, so send us an email, statswillroll at gmail.com. Tag us on Twitter, Mr. Puddins and D.A. Big Gaming. And if you're feeling super, super generous, we would love if you left a review on Apple Podcasts. We have, I think, two reviews right now. Do we? I we do. <laughs> Someone like Five started but didn't write anything, and then another very nice person wrote something. So if you're listening to this and you're the very nice person that wrote something, just know that we love you very much. We love you very much. <laughs> So leave us a review, send us emails, send us Twitter stuff. And with that, I'm Abby.
1: And I'm Alex.
0: And this has been Stats Whole Roll.
2: Fuck Cancer, Roll Dice is a yearly streaming event dedicated to fundraising for the fight against cancer. This year's event will feature numerous tabletop games, from D&D to Call of Cthulhu and a wonderfully wide cast of hosts and players. Streams will run over the course of three days, from November 22nd to November 24th, and we would be delighted if you would join us at twitch.tv slash coach underscore zac. That's twitch.tv slash coach underscore z-a-c. All proceeds from the event will go directly to Fuck Cancer, an organization dedicated to uniting the community in an effort to prevent, detect, and defeat cancer. They work hard to build support networks for those who have been diagnosed and to assist in detecting cancer before it's too late. You can find more information about Fuck Cancer on their website at letsfcancer.com. All donations will be handled via Tiltify so you can be certain where your money is going. So if you're a fan of tabletop games or even new to the community, we welcome you with open arms. Join us the weekend of November 22nd where we say, fuck cancer, roll dice.